0: Hi hey everyone. So my name is Brianna, and I really wanted to start this podcast for a long time. Um, I have created the concept of beauty counseling due to my um, history work and school combined. So, good way to start is I have a psychology degree, um, and with that, I always planned on. Becoming a therapist or a counselor and um, being a big advocate for mental health and making sure that people are felt as if they are heard and understood, which I have experienced from a a young age. um, I remember going to my first therapy appointment when I was only six years old and asking the question... What's wrong with me? You know, my parents were going through a divorce and my father was dating a much younger woman and um, she became pregnant with my brother. So I was forced to um, basically be told that something was wrong with me at a very young age. And um, this is something that has stayed with me and made me feel very helpless from a very young age. Um, Because when you're a kid, those things don't really bother you. But if someone's bringing you to a doctor and they're telling you, hey, you have to go tell this person your problems, then obviously you're going to be like, um, no. So... That being said, um I've had a very complicated past, I'm sure we all have, and everyone has their story, so I'm not saying my story is worse or different than anyone else's. Um but um you know, my ability to try to understand and heal situations and put things in perspective has taken me a long time to do and something that I'm continuously still working on um so let's just jump right into a uh, beauty counseling so um after the pandemic started I was like I found out I was pregnant with my first son and um My only work experience has been beauty and makeup sales. Um, I've done very well in makeup. I love makeup. It's how I started to find myself and express myself. Um, I grew up very religious in a Catholic upbringing. Went to Catholic school. And I remember in freshman year I put pink in my hair and the what was her name? Sister Geraldine was like, Get that out of your hair. That's against the law or whatever. Not the law. Whatever the hell you want to call it. And so I always just liked like, you know, a little bit of the edgier things, tattoos, whatever. I love drawing on myself. Um, you know, so I ended up dropping out of high school or Catholic high school in 2011 before I was supposed to graduate and I wanted to go to cosmetology school and everyone around me um was like no 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 and I was like why like I don't understand like I know what I want to do and um basically like um didn't really have the best guidance around me so I Um, went back to school, and I did end up getting my diploma. And that's when I entered, um, psychology program. Um, and I went away to college and did all that. So, within that, the biggest reason why I wanted to study psychology was to figure out myself. And, um... I went away to college, maybe an hour and a half away from my hometown, and then um, I ended up not working out, so I transferred home and I got a promotion at work. Um, I worked at Macy's and I was promoted to work for Clinique. Um, And I thought this was the best thing ever. Like, I thought I was on top of the world, you know, I was like 22 starting at a makeup counter like I remember walking through the department store and thinking like how like awesome and beautiful these makeup girls look like how could they wear those heels for so long and stand there and you know as a kid I just always like loved it and so when I started um for clinic I was so happy um and I felt like it was a huge accomplishment and um you know, I've always loved beauty. I've always loved fashion. So that was my part-time job for a few years. And within that, I really started to, you know, come up with my idea of beauty counseling. Working for a brand like Clinique was amazing because Clinique was very um, into skincare. So, if you know, Clinique, you know, they have their three-step and then they have, like, treating for every concerns, but, um, the background of that was they sent us to a seminar to teach us about skin and skin concerns and why they happen, because I knew nothing about skin concern, like, I remember I, I thought you are supposed to put, like, cocoa butter on your face, like, no one told me anything about that, like, um, so I always like, dry, red, flaky skin, you know. I live in New England, so I, I just accepted it for what it was and wondering why my makeup didn't sit right. So I started to really get into skincare and perfect my own skin. And while doing that, I learned how to perfect others. And I learned that makeup application is much more than just makeup skin skincare too, because the le- the more the better your skin is the more um, or I should say the less makeup that you have to wear so I think that that's very important and skincare is something that has um you know kind of changed the industry and now as a beauty industry it's not just all I don't need to wear makeup like people are very into skincare and they're very um getting informed about what is good for their skin and how to find the best products and whatnot from social media but I'm not here to be a, a beauty blogger because that's not really what I am like I said I created the concept beauty counseling and what that really means to me is that a lot of the times I would have clients come in and they would sit down and they would just start talking to me and you know I would hear from one person telling me that they had cancer and that they had no hair and you know everyone has a story and then the next person's going through a divorce and she's trying to you know feel better and get some new makeup you know a lot of the times like we're on such a stigma like oh, we feel like crap, like something's wrong with us. Like, let's go find a therapist or a counselor. And I don't believe that that's always the right thing to do. Um, I, For me, at least, like I, when I put my makeup on and I do my hair and I put on something that I feel confident in, I feel better on the inside. And I think that, you know, it's weird to say, or maybe even shallow, because mental health counseling is very, um, you know, different approaches. So someone might say, like, oh, the concept of beauty counseling is like, oh, put on makeup, you'll feel better. Like, what if you don't like makeup? And that's not what I'm trying to say either. It's just, like, my own personal experience as working and um, in cosmetics For as long as I have and um, going to school for psych and for counseling, I've found that this is my the best type of therapy for me. And, you know, sometimes people don't want to go in and see someone repeatedly and maybe they just need to go talk to someone for the day. Where are those people going? They're going to find a new lipstick or, you know, a new mascara or you know, something. They want to change their outside so they can feel better on the inside. I remember this quote, I forgot who said it right now, but whenever a girl cuts her hair, watch out, like there's going to be a change or something. So, you know, like, I think that we should start to look at this more and realize that there are different types to help people besides just strictly mental health counseling and i figured this out when i was doing my residency um this past year i was really excited to learn i was also very nervous um because i am a mother of two baby boys and um they are only 10 months apart so i am a mom of irish twins um i first found out i was pregnant in may 2020 so um as everyone knows we got locked down for covid and uh, i found out i was pregnant um during the pandemic and this was like not really a shock but kind of because i assumed that i was infertile or something was wrong with me that i could not get pregnant um I had been with my boyfriend for a few years and, um, I always wanted to be a mom and we never really practiced safe, safe sex. And, um, as soon as we moved to New Hampshire, there it was, I was pregnant with my first baby. So, that was an interesting ride and, um, yeah, hormones don't agree with my body and people, um... I don't know some people like you know i i hated myself pregnant especially the first time i felt so unlike myself and so tired and i could feel that my body wasn't just my body anymore and that it was being used as a factory and in addition i was facing crazy um feelings of sadness and Everyone was saying around me, like, congratulations, you're going to be a mom. And I was just so scared for the future. This is not what I really wanted. I rushed into things. And, you know, as a kid, I just wanted that white picket fence type of life. But I wanted to get married, buy a house, have kids. I did it the opposite way. Um, I had Charlie. And, um, yeah, he's a... He's amazing, and I was so happy not to be pregnant anymore after I gave birth to him. Um, The whole time, it was a horror show, going to the doctor. My blood pressure kept getting higher, and preeclampsia, preeclampsia, preeclampsia. Like, you don't know what you're doing to yourself or your baby. Like, you're going to kill them or yourself. Like, you have to start getting checked. I have white coat syndrome, you know? Like, I... Excuse me, I, I'm afraid of doctors, um, just because of the way that I was treated in my experience. And um, I had had a procedure in 2019, where I needed emergency surgery on my ankle. So you know, there was a little post traumatic stress from that being in doctor's offices and in the hospital, and whatnot. So that whole pregnancy was a mess. And, um, yeah, I really did not like myself for it. Um, I had lost 30 pounds during COVID because the apartment complex we moved into had a gym in there so I could continue working out and eating healthy. And, you know, I was happy with the lockdown at first. I was like, all right, it's time to lose weight and take control of my life. And, you know, all that. And God had different plans and Gods, and it's time for you to meet mom. So, yeah, that was very difficult. That whole 2020, the rest of the year, was just, I was gaining more weight. I was more tired. I was more irritable. I was more questioning my life, like, what would happen next? And then on New Year's Eve 2020, at 37 weeks, they decided to induce me because of high blood pressure and because I was so sick of hearing about my high blood pressure that we came to an agreement so um i ended up giving birth on january 2nd in midnight the little party animal and right away there were complications um he wasn't breathing when he came out and um he had to go to the special care nursery and um the pediatrician there thought he was actually 36 weeks because he was not able to eat. So I remember being there horrified. Okay, now I'm not pregnant anymore. This thing that I cannot stand being pregnant. Now I have the baby in front of me. And I'm just, you know, I'm I'm hating myself at this point because things didn't go as I thought and as I planned. And I... Was told I had preeclampsia, so I um for anyone who doesn't know what that is, is it's a pretty common pregnancy complication that happens with high blood pressure. It starts to happen um as you get further along. For some women, they have to deliver up very early, at, like at thirty-two weeks. So I was lucky; I made it to thirty um thirty-seven. But um the thing with that was uh they never found um i never had the high, the protein in my urine or blood like they said that i would so they said i had preeclampsia without really i don't know i i was kind of in denial and um that whole hospital stay was horrific so then i got home and um you know i tried to get used to motherhood it was crazy i remember the first blowout and everything and you know I just felt like I failed and that I was not good at this like that maybe I'm not meant to be a mom and then my boyfriend was just so good at it like he was in the Marines and so he's very into the book and he was just so good at it right away he knew what Charlie needed all the time and every time, and I just felt so incapable and so stressed, and my hormones were running wild, and um, I had a lot of support at this time from family, so um, Charlie went and stayed with my father and his um, new girlfriend, and then I finally was able to have sex again, and I got pregnant again. So I was like, oh my God, here we go. Okay, so the thing I can't stand the most, I have to do it. So I thought that this was going to be my daughter. I've always wanted a daughter, I have always dreamed of having a daughter. And when I found out my second was a boy, I really lost faith a lot of things and I know that sounds so selfish and whatnot because there's so many people who can't have babies or who can't conceive or babies who have birth defects and I'm sorry that I am saying these selfish words but you know I you know was just really upset and I asked God a lot why like you know I wasn't upset that I had a boy I was upset that I went through my second pregnancy again, and it wasn't what I expected or wanted. Um, And so I had to deal with it. And then um, I kind of avoided the doctor, and I was like, I'm gonna stay away from the doctor so they don't tell me I have high blood pressure. And at about 33 weeks, um, I started getting pain in my, um, vaginal area, and I went to the hospital, and they brought me up to labor and delivery, and they did an ultrasound, and they said, hey, he's breech, and I said, "Oh shit, <laughs> so now, I have a breech baby, baby boy, that I was not planning on, and now there are more things coming out that I'm not planning on, and so, um, I talked to the specialist and they said at 37 weeks they would try an inversion. And if not, I would have to undergo a C-section. And a C-section for me would have been not a good idea because of my BMI at the time. Um, The healing of it would have been worse. Um, And because I had just had a baby prior... Um, so the doctor really wanted to keep me away from a C-section, which I really appreciated because I was so nervous, um, to be cut open like that, um, just because, um, of the complications that I could personally go through for that. So, um, I remember looking up ways to figure it out, how to get him to switch and I put peppermint oil on my stomach and I went in for the inversion and he flipped on his own, and I was so thankful and so blessed, and I knew that that was God telling me, like, you need to change your mindset, like, you're about to have Irish twins, and I did it, and, um, yeah, I made it to 38 weeks and five days, and then the high blood pressure started again. I went in for my visit to check if he was still down, which he was, and um, my blood pressure was 167 over 120, and right away, they found the protein in the urine this time, and I had preeclampsia. So with this, my blood pressure was not stabilizing, and it was just a horror show. Um, They had me on magnesium, which also is given to people who are be, um, who are after preeclampsia, so their body does not have a seizure or stroke. So this is also what they were giving me. So I would not seize or have a stroke before I delivered, but this is also slowing the process down. So I was not feeling any contractions and I started to get very frustrated. And I was like, if I'm in so much harm, then why are you, Putting one with one, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if your mission is to get the baby out as fast as possible, this is holding up the procedure. So I made them take me off the magnesium. And maybe about within 12 hours, I was pushing and giving birth. And my next baby boy came out a lot bigger than the first one. Um, And, yeah, um, same song and dance, Low blood sugar. He was in the special care unit five days. I had to be there three days for preeclampsia. I wanted to get out of the hospital so bad. Um, And here I am now. Five months postpartum. With two baby boys. And I have been going through it, you know. Um, So as soon as I was not pregnant and I was cleared to work out, I was like, I'm going to lose all this weight, like, I'm going to get thin quick, I'm going to do it, like, I'm going to join this program, and, um, I signed up for this program, and it was, like, 20 minutes of spin, 20 minutes of strength, 20 minutes of yoga, I was like, perfect, this is great for me, and I went to the first session, and I was like, I can't do this, ow, like, So as I, um, you know, I, I was so excited not to be pregnant anymore and I was so excited to get control of my life back, not understanding what that really looked like as, um, a mom of two baby boys, 11 months apart, um. So I enrolled back in my master's counseling class, and I did my residency one. I was only six weeks postpartum, and I was suffering in that class because it was the first class that I had to take that I was actually counseling people and having scenarios, and um, I did not really vibe with my teacher that well. And I tried to as best as I could. And I just felt that she was very not understanding of me and um, not very honest and did not really care. And at that moment, I realized, like, what am I doing? You know, like, I I have two babies down there. And all I'm trying to do is, like, prove to who that I can complete this class, and I can be something, and I'm only 28 years old, and I'm over here thinking that I gotta solve world hunger in a day, you know, like, and, um, yeah, I had to withdraw from that class, because I also had gotten a position at Macy's, um, again, as a prestige beauty, um, prestige beauty leader, which I didn't really understand what that was either. But um, I was basically the cosmetics manager's bitch. And um, it was a different lifestyle. Um, I hadn't worked in two years, so I hadn't worked, like, really the whole pandemic. All my job experience has been in cosmetics. So um, that's kind of, like, the only thing that I could say. I have a really good understanding of um and so within being so upset with the treatment from the teacher and my new job I and the clients that started to come in and tell me how helpful I was and tell me about their life and you know just talk to me I came up with this idea of beauty counseling because I thought that, you know, there's so many much, there's so many ways to help people that you can just make someone's day and you feel better because you see someone else happy and that makes you feel better. And that's always been my thing is that I've always felt I was a tortured soul. Um, and, I, we got comical and everyone thought I was hilarious and, you know, that's kind of like what you hear is a lot of comedians are actually the ones suffering from depression and anxiety and all these things, but they cope with it by learning to make jokes, so that's kind of what my life has been like and kind of why I wanted to start this podcast, um, Because there's so much that I have to say, and it's not only helping me get it out and be my own therapist, almost, and work through the things and look at the things I have gone through life, in life, in a different light, and hopefully help other people with the same thing. And that's really what I'm hoping to do. Um, I know I haven't really clarified my exact idea of beauty counseling, but um, I want to get more in detail of that in um, a singular episode. I just wanted to make sure that everyone had a little background in my situation, so they knew um, who I am and what my message is and what I'm trying to do. So, If you've listened to this, I really appreciate you and taking the time to um, care about me and I care about you. And um, I'm always here if anyone ever needs anything. XO.